Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valid Transportation. Valid Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 275. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire would like to give the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast a free uh, Axon Tire resource mouse pad. So if you want to know how to do the metric conversions of, of tires and those kind of things, get one of those mouse pads and it'll show you how to do that. Go to axontiretips.com, fill out the form at the bottom, and you'll be good to go. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. And finally, TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion worth of heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solutions for transparent heavy equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. So on this week's uh, U.S. edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, I've got a good friend of mine, and uh, well, you've, you've been on here about as much as anybody else has, Alan. So Alan Hoskins from, from American Farm Mortgage Bank there in Louisville, Kentucky, and he is the president and national sales director out there so alan how you doing man doing well casey thanks for having me on again i oh, appreciate man. it i love having you on here because we spend we, we do two podcasts one that we don't record and then one that we record <laughs> so i always I always enjoy it when you're, when you're on here so how things out your way man is it hot and dry or you guys are doing all right we we are uh, hot and dry as a whole but we've had some pockets that honestly we've got some pockets that uh, really haven't struggled too much yeah we've got some timely rain but we've uh had a tough couple, tough couple weeks here in uh, here in July so far. That it's uh, been a little toasty to say the least, and mm-hmm. we could definitely use a shower. It's supposed to get some rain in here this coming week, so that'll certainly help things. Yep. Well, good. That's going out here. We've got a, uh, you know, it started out really dry, and I kind of running through my head here a little bit, but I feel like our average temperature for the past. Uh, four weeks almost it's been almost 100 degrees it feels like so hot dry out here um but it's also summer in the panhandle so it's always hot and dry so it's kind of it's kind of a world we live in out here but it's yes. uh, a unique year alan i mean you take a look at what's going on and from an economic standpoint and what we see happening out there we've seen some some interest rates rise you know obviously we're seeing some a big uh what we got almost two almost two points 
since across the board mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. since we started doing that and mm-hmm. kind of i guess as you're looking at this stuff now and, and we're going through this year this this month yet the uh we're, in, we're, we're recording this uh july 22 july of 22 and and uh they're supposed to you know there's another hint of a full point maybe a um hint of uh three quarters of a point something like that coming mm-hmm. up again so this interest rate thing is is still is uh, is weighing on people's minds alan i guess it's from a banker's perspective when you're talking with your customers those kind of things how are you handling this conversation with your customer and, and what what are some of the advice that you're giving to these guys as they're looking at their um uh, i guess planning i guess going in through the fall and into the 23 crop year uh, first and foremost you're absolutely correct we we've seen a rise in rates Again, one of the things that I think is important to keep in mind is, historically speaking, if you're looking over the past 30, 40 years, we're still at some very low interest rates. We, we obviously don't know ultimately what's going to happen. We, I believe, all felt the upward trend was going to come, and interest rate increases, no one likes them, and... I think it's still a good time if you're looking at long-term rates. It's kind of interesting. The long-term rates right now aren't tremendously different than the short-term rates, which right. probably indicates there's still a good opportunity if for folks out there that haven't, for whatever reason, fixed their rates or if there's a foreign purchase. It's still, historically speaking, a pretty good time to lock in some rates. I think it's good for all operators on debt that they don't have fixed or debt that they're anticipating incurring to do some rate shocks with their cash flow. And I would say looking, and I'm not a prognosticator of where rates are going, so I I don't want to come across that I am. But I think if you and I were having this conversation a year ago or two years ago, I would say the exact same thing. Right. Rate shock your non-fixed rates by 200 to 300 basis points. Look at what that does to your operation so that you aren't surprised or you aren't caught off guard. If we do continue to see rates going up, it helps you, I think, make better decisions. And again, whether, whether it's an equipment loan, whether it's a real estate loan, Look at getting that debt fixed so that it puts the producer in charge of their interest rate expense, not the bank or farm credit or whatever whatever institution they're using. Right on. Okay, so when you are when you're looking at the economy right now, so we've seen you know, obviously seen some slide in in commodity prices from where they've been. And we expected to see that. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect to see. You know, eight dollar corn forever, and and you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen dollar beans forever. You know, of course, mm-hmm. we saw that coming down. So now we're we're kind of we're back down to more of what we'd consider to be a, a you know a a normal normal mm-hmm. phase as we look into that. A lot of bearish news out there when you take a look at that. I mean, the Ukraine and Turkey and Russia all got together and decided they're going to work to figure out how to get something out. They did sign a deal um, as of like I don't know, it was eight. 8.30 Central Time today or something along those lines where they put some stuff together. That's going to see some pressure on the market that you're going to see coming there. Um, input cost, all those things that we're seeing there, um, 
delays, shortages uh, from the uh, from the uh, equipment side of the business that you're working with these customers. So there's a, just a billion things getting thrown at guys right now. Mm-hmm. When you're work, when you're talking with them, Alan, what, what are you what are you saying to them? I mean, how are you how are you handling? I'm going to buy this tractor, but I don't. I know it's supposed to be in six months from now, eight months from now, nine months from now. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing different than you were doing this time last year? Well, I guess Casey. Before I answer that question, let me let me say this: I'm not really doing anything different now than I was now, from the standpoint of I'm listening first. Okay. Because right now there's an awful lot of white noise, and it's easy to become discouraged because everything you just said is absolutely factual. And if you look at all the challenges as a collective group, it's, it's a pretty weighty thing for yeah. producers to consider. And when you have that occurring, sometimes it's pretty easy to get, I'll use the word depressed. I don't necessarily mean that in a clinical term, but it's easy to feel overwhelmed by everything. So that's why I really stress before I do anything, I'll listen to people because I think at times that's what, you know, as a banker, that's one of the things, Casey, that I think is probably my most important job is the true listening. Now, once, once we kind of get through that aspect and, and they're asking, what, what do you think about doing this? You know, I don't think it's a bad idea, Casey, to take some of the numbers that are anticipated. And we talk about shocking interest rates. Same thing's true with a new tractor purchase. Yeah. You know, let's let's shock that value a little bit. Let's look at what it does to your cash flow. With producers that don't have a lot of debt, and there are producers like that out there, one of the things that I really urge them to do is to plug a debt number into their cash flow. Set that money aside for future anticipated cost increase so that there is working capital there from that perspective. If they are on the financing side, let's look at what it does to their cash flow if we do factor in another 10% increase in some of these prices and the borrowing cost goes a little higher. I think it's important that producers look at where interest expense is as a percent of their total operation. And I don't think it's a time to stop doing the normal equipment upgrades that are needed. Yep. Because if you look at where we're headed, technology just continues. It's amazing adaptation. You know, I look at some of the things that yeah. new spray planters will do today. It's amazing. You know, even 15 years ago, we didn't think about that. Right. So I think that there are opportunities to lower operating costs with some of the newer equipment that's out there. It's just a matter of running the numbers and looking at the return on investment of acquiring that new feature. And what does it do to the operation as a whole? So I, I still really encourage people to continue to look at the upgrades. Right on. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the overall um, kind of economy right now. And from a, you hear recession talk, recession, recession, recession. It's happening. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm not an economist, so <laughs> if, even if I pretended to be one, it, you'd, you'd sniff that out pretty quick. So, um, <clears throat> but but it, you know, you read a lot of stuff, and there, there's I, this is kind of one of those first times where I've really seen a hard line on on the economy. You, know, you got half the group over here. Yes, recession's happening. We're going to see it in the September numbers. We're going to see we're in recession. And the, the question is, how long have we been in recession, right? That's that's what they're saying. And you got another line over here is like, no doubt about it, we're probably in some level of contraction, but this is a very short-lived thing. Um, we, we anticipate to see rates come down again next year by uh, back to what we were a more normal level of what we saw previously. And, you know, this is just a, a blip on the screen until we get supply chains figured back out and we're all kind of up and running again. I guess, Alan, as you take a look at that, what's your opinion of the recession talk and what's your opinion of the uh, overall economy right now? Well, you know, first and foremost, if you look historically, we've gone through periods of time where the country was in a recession, but at the end of the day, Casey, it's the individual's circumstances that really matter to them that you can have the general economy or the ag economy be in a recession and you can still have some producers that are doing pretty darn well so yeah. i would say for first and foremost the term recession is definitely applicable to the economy as a whole and i'm not saying we're in a recession because like you i'm not an economist I, I don't think anybody's ever confused a banker with an so but at the end of the day it, it's about how each of us feel individually that is what guides us the, i think there's a, an argument that could be made certainly that if we're not in a recession already, we're headed toward one. I don't know all the particulars that define whether a recession is here. Right. Uh, there, there are people that do know that. I'm just not one of them. I do think if you look at our economy as a whole, you know, I, I'm 58 years old. I was old enough to remember 1981 whenever we saw a lot of rapid price increases. I, I think it would be foolish to argue that with very few exceptions, we've not seen just extremely high price increases over this time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what is going to drive uh, those prices back down. I know if you look at fuel as an example, uh, and I heard this said here a month or so ago, it said uh, fuel prices go up up like a rocket and they come down like a feather. That's and true, yeah. If you look at fuel prices, particularly in our area, uh, you look at gasoline. We saw that rapid increase. We topped out around here at roughly five bucks a gallon. It's backed off now to where we've seen some stations that are in the upper threes and some that are in the four and a quarter, 430. The, the thing, Casey, that I kind of find interesting, and I caught myself doing this, you know, I, I drive a diesel pickup. And uh, I was looking at fuel prices 
three weeks ago that were $5.99. I saw a station the other day that was $4.99, and I was amazed at my own reaction because I thought, wow, there's some cheap fuel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all relative, right? <laughs> it, it, it's all relative. And, and yeah. I guess, Casey, that's my point about each individual circumstance. The country as a whole... We've got some challenges that we've got to overcome. We have the supply chain challenges. Uh, we have just the price increase challenges. Yeah. And ultimately, I don't think, and I had this discussion with a customer the day before yesterday. We were talking specifically about fertilizer prices, and the individual's looking at a farm purchase, and he's saying, what do I do about my fertilizer? What do I do on my projections for this farm purchase? Do I believe that fertilizer prices are going to come back down? Do I plug that into my cash flow? Or, you know, we have seen some decrease in fertilizer prices. Or he's saying, do I use the current level? And, you know, I don't think there's necessarily a right answer because we can't predict. But I do know that we have to make projections and I think running the dual projections, you know, run it, run it at the prices where they are. Talk to your suppliers, first and foremost. Talk to your, you know, they're buying equipment, obviously, talk to you. But if they're, when they're buying their fertilizer, talk to their dealer and say, look, what are you hearing? I know your crystal ball isn't perfect. But just tell me kind of what, what you're thinking, what you're seeing, what are you hearing that's unique in that industry. And you use those numbers because... Obviously, a pleasant surprise is always preferable to shock that we see. If we plug in a fertilizer price of X and it ends up being X times five. So I think, Casey, it's more just a matter of understanding that we can't predict the future. And I don't think anyone wants to literally bet the farm on where they think prices are going to be headed. But we still have some challenges ahead of us, without a doubt. The Fed's obviously working to try to mitigate uh, a recessionary impact when you look at what's going on with interest rates. Mm -hmm. But again, I, I don't, I don't know of anyone that has a clear cut, clear cut answer to that particular question. Yeah. I was hoping you did because I, I sure don't. So I'm going <laughs> to piggyback Sorry off to you. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> right on. All right. So, uh, if we start head in fall harvest, you know this is going to be the, mm -hmm. the kind of the tell the tape here of what what things look like. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we'll see some movements in 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 uh, commodity prices this time of year, like we always do. Uh, mm -hmm. What happens with with the overall spectrum of uh, harvest and how that looks and all those kind of things? You know, start seeing some things move around. As you mm -hmm. take a look at going into twenty three, um, mm -hmm. conversations that you're having with your customers, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. give me like two or three things that you're really paying attention to that you think are going to have a, a big a big kind of play on, on what you see happening in the 23 crop year. Well, do you mean that on an individual producer level or as a whole? Um, I think as a whole, just, just three things that you're like when you're, when you're kind of going mm -hmm. through your lens of the world here, what, what are the three things you're really watching that are going to make – kind of help you decide what you're going to do moving forward, I guess is what I'm getting at. Number one, obviously being a banker, I'm going to cite interest rates. Sure. Because we don't know where that's going to head. Number two, I would say 
looking at what opportunities are existing from the commodity price perspective mm-hmm. about locking in potential profits. So I would say looking at, as we sit here today and going into 23, being proactive about locking in potential profits that may exist. And, or I think that was number two, sorry. And then number three, looking at it on the fertilizer, both pricing and availability side, seeing what is trending toward change there. You know, we, we heard things this year relative to availability that fortunately they didn't materialize to the negative to the degree that was in, that was initially anticipated or initially said could occur. We didn't see some of the shortages that we were afraid might come about. So I think that's still on my mind, Casey, from the standpoint of looking not just at price, but at potential availability and how to make sure the product is there. Okay. Because the fertilizer thing, too, I mean, I think that's that's one of those... Some guys hit the hit the lottery a little bit this year with if they had how they pre-purchased stuff going out of a twenty-one and twenty-two. There's a lot of guys that really did well with that. That that leveler now is going to be kind of gone, and that's going to be a big a big tell the tape this year is what 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 fertilizer price looks like mm-hmm. and where does availability come into play, especially even on the fuel side of it. I mean, again, mm-hmm. a lot of guys had contracted a, a large amount of fuel going into this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what we see happening now and Mm-hmm. You start looking at three and four dollar off road diesel. Um, that that starts really kind of making a big difference. You know, there's that leveling out there in, mm-hmm. in the market that that we're that we're gonna have to pay attention to, I guess. So overall, what's your uh, what's your where where are you at on the positive scale? Are you are you are you have what what's the term my grandma used to always use? Um. Are you? I can't remember what it is now. Kind of embarrassed about that. But are you? Are you on the? Are you on the happy, happy side, or are you on the? You know, we got a lot of things to worry about. Or are you somewhere in the middle? Well, <clears throat> I guess first and foremost, Casey, I hope I'm a realist. I, I believe I am, but I would also say I'm an optimistic realist. Right on. I remember going through the '80s and. There were farmers, obviously, that went out of business, but you know what? There were some farmers that came out of the 80s a whole lot stronger than they went into the 80s. Mm-hmm. That would probably epitomize my mindset. Challenges always, and, and I don't like using the word always because I think more often than not, it's never true. But I think challenges always create opportunities. Without a doubt, we have a lot of challenges. And the opportunities are going to come about to the producers, the businessmen, that take the challenges that are presented. They find new ways to do things. They find ways to sharpen their marketing plan. Uh, They find ways to mitigate expenses. A quick short story on that. I know a producer that about 
week or so before Ukraine was invaded. He called his supplier, he booked his 2022 fuel supply before the price hike. What was interesting, Casey, and this is the perfect example of what I'm talking about, he called the supplier two days after Ukraine was invaded, and he said, would you go ahead and lock my 23 fuel price? They said, let us see. Not only were they agreeable to doing it, Casey, he locked his 2023 fuel price in at a lower cost than his 2022. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's... That, that is the epitome yeah. of when I say finding a creative way to do that. Yeah. He saved his farm. He's a sizable operator. He saved his farm a lot of money this year. Yeah. Just off of using some business savvy. And that's the exact type thing. And there are a multitude of stories that are out there of people that are doing things like that. You and I talked about it a little bit earlier before we got on the show with some of the technology that's available today with the sprayers about ways to cut on chemical costs without cutting chemicals. Right. So I, I think those are the type of things and the, the privilege that I have as an ag banker and I do view it as a privilege. The privilege that I have is I get to hear these producers tell the stories of the things that they're doing. Just the example that I gave you about the fuel. What are the things that people are, are doing to be creative in improving their profitability? And I never share names, but I, I'm not shy on sharing examples of here's some things that I've seen others doing. And... More often than not, I find that that spurs a thought in them of something that they can do differently. But without a doubt, with the challenges we face today, recession or no recession, it's going to require the producers to become better business people. Mm -hmm. We've seen that occurring over the last few years already. But I think that trend needs to escalate even more. They have people at their availability, such as yourself, that can be great resources to them. And I would really encourage them to do that. So to give you a definitive answer, I'm the optimistic realist. There's the real world we have to live in, but yeah. the truth is we're still going to have farmers in this world. Yeah. No, that's a very good point you made there, Alan. Well, good stuff, Alan. If folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing, what's the best way to do that? Sure. They can reach out to me uh, by email at ahoskins at americanfarmmortgage.com or they can call our office at 800-876-2362. I would love to hear from people. Would love to hear their thoughts because it's I've never participated in a conversation and I didn't learn something from someone. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Absolutely. But you have to listen. That's how, that's how you learn something, you know. That's the key, yeah. yes. Well, and I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I always enjoy having you on here. Thanks, Casey. Always have, always have a good time doing it. Always enjoy it. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and check out the video version of this at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. If you want to have more information about the Moving Iron Podcast in general, go to movingironllc.com. The entire library is there. All the blogs I've written are on there as well. And... 
get all the information about the Movement Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. If you're interested in attending that, um, well worth your time. Alan's going to be there, and he's going to give a, a, a talk about what he sees happening out in the world. So more information about that, send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I will get you more information your way. My good friend Alex Trichenko is in Ukraine right now helping spread uh, humanitarian aid out to all the people over there. So if you're interested in helping Alex out, he set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, go to the show links, show note links. You can go there and you can uh, go right through there or you can just go to GoFundMe and search Help Alex Transport Humanitarian Aid from Hungary to Ukraine, or not Hungary, Poland to Ukraine and you'll be able to go and help him keep his wheels on his bus turning. So if you're interested in doing that, it should be great to help him out. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Alan Hoskins. Let's go be smart, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. See